Smartcast. You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Good morning. You're listening to Mint Business News with me, Govika Gupakumar. Here are the main headlines this morning. Mobile tower giant Indus Towers has learned to have asked debt-ridden Vodafone Idea to clear outstanding dues and pay every month on time for continuity of business post-November. The development comes after independent directors expressed concerns over the mounting dues of Vodafone Idea. Government-owned Hindustan Copper received shareholders' approval for a 23.2% dividend for fiscal year 2022. The approval was granted at the 55th annual general meeting. The company has already determined eligible shareholders for the dividend benefit. The dividend will be paid on 26th October. The company aims to increase production capacity up to 12.2 million tons in the first phase of expansion. Punjab National Bank will continue as a promoter of PNB housing finance even after the mortgage lender completes its rights issue. The Public Sector Bank has already called Reserve Bank of India approval to infuse up to 500 crore rupees for subscribing to PNB housing finance shares in the proposed rights issue of up to 2500 crore rupees. The government may take a two-stage approach to privatize IDBI Bank examining the eligibility of potential bidders in the first stage followed by a second stage where transaction advisors will take charge of the sale. Discussions are on to finalize the upper limit of the total stake to be sold. However, the decision to sell a majority stake has already been made. Ambuja Cements, now controlled by billionaire Gautam Adani-led Adani Group, said it has created NDU with over 50% shareholding in its subsidiary ACC Limited as collateral for loans taken by the company. The company has created a non-disposable undertaking or NDU over 9.3 crore shares of ACC on September 26th. NDU is different from pledging of shares. Under NDU, one can sell the stocks, unlike pledging which prevents the sale of shares. Edelweiss Financial Services mulls raising up to 400 crore rupees through a public issue of bonds which opens next week. The base issue size is 200 crore rupees with an option to retain over subscription up to 200 crore rupees. Under the issue, the company will issue secured, redeemable, non-convertible debentures of the face value of 1000 rupees each. Launched as a pilot in areas of South Delhi and Gurugram a few weeks ago, food aggregator Zomato has extended its intercity legend service to Bangalore as well. Zomato is also confident that the offering will be profitable as it scales. Shareholders of the state-owned company Hindustan Copper approved a 23.2% dividend for the financial year ended in March 2022. The company would make a total dividend payout of 1112 rupees as approved in the 55th annual general meeting. Blue Dart Express has announced average shipment price increase of 9.6% for 2023 as compared to 2022. The general price increase will be effective from Jan 1st, 2023. State-owned Yoko Bank is in the process of opening a special watch-through account with Russia's Gazprom Bank for settlement of trade in rupee against the backdrop of sanctions imposed by Western countries on Russia following its invasion of Ukraine. The deal between Yoko Bank and Gazprom Bank comes as RBI implemented a system to facilitate international payments through special watch-through accounts to promote trade in rupee. Airtel Payments Bank has started rolling out 1.5 lakh micro-ATMs in a phased manner across Tier 2 cities and semi-urban regions to facilitate cash withdrawal for its customers. The bank will gradually expand its service to cover more banking points in a phased manner. Initially, the bank will place 1.5 lakh units in Tier 2 cities and semi-urban regions. Moving on to markets. 
Indian market snapped the six-day losing streak in trade today on the back of revived global sentiments. Key indices in FTSE 50 climbed over 150 points to trade above 17,000 levels, and S&P BSE Sensex jumped over 550 points to trade at 57,149 levels. In business term of the day, we look at gig economy. It's based on flexible, temporary or freelance jobs, often involving connecting with clients or customers through an online platform. The gig economy can benefit workers, businesses, and consumers by making work more adaptable to the needs of the moment and demand for flexible lifestyles. In a gig economy, temporary, flexible jobs are commonplace, and companies tend to hire independent contractors and freelancers instead of full-time employees. A gig economy undermines a traditional economy of full-time workers who often focus on their career development. With that, it's a wrap on today's edition. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. See you tomorrow. Bye bye. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.